All right, I'm going to run and use the restroom, but you guys can start. Okay. I'm going to wait for you to leave. Oh, I'm going to wait for you to leave, Jeremy. Oh. Just because it's going to be the tiniest <laughs> bit distracting. Okay, everyone. Hey, hey, everyone. This is uh, Zachariah Duran. I'm here with my co-host. Nathan. Nathan Shear. Okay. And uh, I'm talking a little quietly because Jeremy, producer Jeremy, you might hear his voice a little bit later, he just left the studio. And uh, mm-hmm. boy, oh boy, he's not going to hear this till. Well, I'm, I'm, I'll just tell him to skip by this part. We got we to gotta get a new producer, Nathan. <laughs> I can't. I can't take I've this been anymore. saying that this entire time. I know. I know. I know. Well, we, I mean... God, I wish I was you in Florida. I have to be in a room next to this guy. Man, it's so much better to be down here in Florida. <laughs> I know. I would rather be in the leper colony of your state. With, uh, let me tell you, this this guy, we have the little mute button on our microphones. This guy is in the other room. That mute button's going to fall apart because he is farting to beat the band in that room. And he always has to mute it. That's why you don't hear it. He's launching big tooties every five seconds. I'm in here like... Thank God I'm a professional because I need a, a gas mask for this thing. Okay. All right. He's got to come back pretty soon. Hey, everyone. Welcome hey. to Network Special. Um, I introduced myself and my co-host earlier. Tell me this is a joke. Bodine, I came by to tell you it's over between us. Well, Bing understands my needs. He wants to have a family right now. Bing and I are... We're getting married. I still want to be friends. Making a big mistake. I understand your needs. Think of what your kids will look like. We are talking today about a very unseen pilot that was burned off (laughs) on the Fox network in 1990 on July 25th, a half animated, half live action sitcom Mm. pilot called Hollywood Dog. And Mm. uh, boy, oh boy, is all I can say. (laughs) This was something that I guess I'm I'm sorry, I, I just... I, no, I, I learned this. Uh, this is available, as far as I can tell, only on one link on YouTube. And it, it was recorded off of the Cleveland station that I actually work for. It's recorded off of WOIO in Cleveland. Oh, wow. um, <laughs> this was considered like a lost TV special until it was uploaded by this YouTube user. Wow. Because people, I guess, were trying to track this down because it was one of, it's one of those things that it's, it's so specific and it's so strange that it, I guess it was really frustrating people trying to track it down because uh, it was just seemed like a fever dream to them because they <laughs> couldn't find it anywhere or find references to it. Uh, yeah, people are talking about online like, like, the, the, like Hank Azaria who plays the – the dog, Hollywood dog, he, he mentions it in an interview or something. And people are like, is this thing even real? Like, like, <laughs> like all the things online, people are questioning whether or not it's even a thing. Uh, Hollywood dog, how to describe it? I'd say the only thing that's even come close in terms of tone is the Shangri-La Plaza. Oh yeah. I, I agree. Pilot. It feels like that. Because it has the same kind of forced whimsy, kind of like a live action cartoon, kind of like they're trying to channel Pee-wee's Playhouse, like goofy David Lynch kind of vibes. And you, Mm -hmm. it really, you can only capture those vibes if uh, you're a genius or you really capture lightning in a bottle because I I hate to skip to my review, but uh, Hollywood Dog does not Mm. pull it off, I don't think. (laughs) No, this is just insanity (laughs) it is it is just it feels kind of like you know what it kind of feels like it would be a sketch on the tracy allman show or something Hmm. (laughs) like like just a like a like it seems like this i feel like like someone would do like um like mr bill or something like this is just something you throw away because some guy was like, I really like 
you know, this is funny. I have a funny idea. And they're like, okay, just throw it on at the end. This is the one for the writers, you mean? Like when SNL puts something right <laughs> before they wave goodbye. And yeah. It's the thing to get some a, a writer off their back who's been there for a while. Yeah. Uh, Hollywood Dog, when I said half live action, half animated, first of all, just watch this. Just watch it on you. Wouldn't you say this is worth watching if you like bizarre TV? Oh, yeah. Okay. It, so watch this so watching. we don't have to sound totally crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. This is all live action except for our titular Hollywood dog. But we mm-hmm. open at a gas station, and it's so clearly a desert in California mm-hmm. until it's revealed that it's not. It's actually supposed to be Nebraska, <laughs> but we start off yeah. in the desert of California in the big <laughs> hills with shrub uh, just like Nebraska doesn't have. Mm-hmm. And we're at what looks like an abandoned gas station, and our hero is playing a guitar and writing sheet music. Did you see? Do you remember that? He's like writing sheet music onto a piece of uh, notebook mm-hmm. paper, the way that you don't see people who play acoustic guitar doing. <laughs> and it is our hero, Bodine Frank. <laughs> and in the first five seconds, a uh, a hot car pulls up, a convertible... Mm-hmm. Uh, driven by a guy who looks like if Mr. T was white and a WWF wrestler. Mm-hmm. And Bodine's presumably girlfriend says she's marrying this guy and it's over and uh, she's leaving him. Yep. And then they drive away. And she then she throws his ring. She throws his ring at him. Yep. And uh, then we see our hero announcing that he's going to move to Los Angeles. And his mm-hmm. mother tearfully says, watch out for people there. They're animals. Oh, if only, <laughs> hey, if only she knew, right? Oh, boy. Yeah, that's Pretty right. good, pretty good. And then we get some stuff. And thankfully, there's a bus stop at the abandoned gas station. <laughs> yeah. And we go to the bus, we go to the gas station. There is something so insulting and depressing when it's adults trying to do this cartoon world stuff and they just don't have the budget or the vision to do it. It looks so sad because they're at Mm -hmm. this grimy bus station that they could afford to shoot at in LA, but it's this bright cartoony bus that he's on. (laughs) Yeah, You know what I mean? Like Like you keep seeing the limitations of the budget. It's like a bus from like the fifties or something. Like yes. that's the style of bus, right? An old Greyhound, a big aluminum can. Uh, and then we uh, quickly are taken to our main character's apartment, which is Hollywood Dog. And let me ask you this, Nathan: what What does Hollywood Dog do? What's Hollywood Dog's job? What's his game? What does he he's want? An, <laughs> okay. He's an agent, right? Well, is he? <laughs> he describes I himself as an agent because he also promotes a concert for somebody he doesn't represent. He At some point, he says he's an agent, a promoter, an actor, but he's also friends with celebrities. <laughs> and he also can, you know, play music and... He's, I guess, not successful because he seems to be struggling for rent, except he is successful because we see that he can do a lot of things really well and he's friends with famous people. There, it doesn't make uh, – here, here. let me get this. I was thinking about this because I was going – right off the bat, I'm going, this character doesn't work and I hate him. Yes, <laughs> and immediately. Like, why, do I, why do I feel such visceral – revulsion to this character and i was thinking okay what makes this kind of thing work think about like the muppet show right the game on the muppet show is there are these characters and they're they're delusional right miss piggy thinks that she's a beautiful model Fozzie thinks Mm -hmm. that he can do this hysterical stand-up they Mm -hmm. can't like they go out and they have these big aspirations and they kind of fall on their face 
but either they are convinced it went great and they're just kind of sweetly delusional or they say it didn't go well and then all of their friends rally around them and they're very supportive because they're kind of a big team and they're just constantly trying yeah. their best. If mm -hmm. the Muppets were uh, convinced they were great and then they were great at things and also they were trying to uh, cheat and swindle each other all the time, <laughs> you wouldn't like the Muppets. <laughs> They would be they would be a very different show at the least. Like it would be a yeah. caustic show. Yeah. So Hollywood Dog It'd be like just everyone's Rizzo the rat or whatever. Yeah, if if Rizzo <laughs> wasn't funny. <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly. Because Rizzo's game is that he's small and he can't get any respect, right? Yeah. Right. Um Hollywood dog who looks a lot like that character rude dog. Remember rude dog clothes yeah. in the eighties. Okay. Mm -hmm. He looks a lot like that. Very uh, he, pointy nose. Yeah. I actually like the design of mm. Hollywood. Dog. Well, I, I like that kind of like really eighties, like Memphis graphic look. Yeah. 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 It looks like something you'd see on like a, uh, one of my shirts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like a, sh like, or like a pair of like, uh, uh, jams. <laughs> yes, he looks like yeah. a jams design. Um, yeah. But I guess he is a creation of a cartoonist, R.P. Overmeyer, oh. who was a cartoonist for an L.A. newspaper for oh, years, gosh. years and years. He died like 10 years ago. Yeah. Um. So we can't make fun of him. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> he does no, single... please, we have to. He does single panel <laughs> cartoons and how would you describe it? They're, they're political cartoons unless they're not. <laughs> they're like the far side if the far side didn't have puns. <laughs> oh, I don't think it's like an absurdist <laughs> humor. Like the far, it's either him talking about what well, I, I saw the ones he had done before he died. And it's either him making fun of the Taliban yes. or Saddam Hussein or. But it's like. It's very literal. It's like it's like yes. It's like a picture of George Bush, like drawn a, a picture, sometimes a real picture of George Bush, and it's like, here's what he's done wrong, and that's the joke. And then it's like a list of the things he's done, like bad president, shouldn't have gone to war, like that is the joke. <laughs> like, there's no like joke to it. I mean, it's like the Far Side without any joke. It's like the Far Side if like the Far Side wasn't saying jokes when they talk to each other. Right, but sometimes <laughs> sometimes it's about politics, but other times it's just like Hollywood Dog sticking his face between somebody's breasts. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's called Hollywood Dog, and I but I went through maybe like twenty of these things. Yeah, and Hollywood Dog's in like three of them. Okay. And yes. All of the other ones, it's like a picture of like a cat and it just says like mad cat disease or something because <laughs> it's mad cow was happening at the time. And then it's like, or it'll be like mad cow disease. And then like the cows are saying like, I voted for Bush. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, that is, that is the level of what's going on here. And Hollywood dogs only in like three of them. Now, maybe these are just a collection of them and, and Hollywood dogs all over it. But I, I don't know. I assume in the eighties, it was more Hollywood dog centric and maybe he got more political as, as he got older, as he cranky. got older, yeah, I, I, I would guess. I mean, the guy was, but even born in the forties, but even the Holly do Hollywood dog ones aren't funny. I didn't it's say like, they were it's funny. Like, it's like a Hollywood dog is like in a spa on a, in a limo, like a David Lee Roth style limo with right. girls, and it just says, "Hollywood dog is prepared for the traffic." <laughs> <laughs> like that's the joke. Like <laughs> it's it's so. I can I like I was looking all over for who who did he who know? is this guy oh like who did he know yeah. that gave him this freaking show because the show is like it doesn't even I don't know I, he lived I don't in L A I'm sure he knew a ton of people in production and it's a newspaper yeah, strip like think of all the greenlit think of all the chronically unfunny newspaper strips. That started in the 40s or the 50s, and they just sat there forever, and nobody liked them, like High and Lois. Nobody's like, oh, I mean, I love High When I feel glum, I need to get my daily grin with seeing what Chip and Dot are up to. 
<laughs> so I think Hollywood Dog, you know, he was an L.A. fixture, and he probably just was there, locked in, and he was just part of the fixture like an old faucet at that paper. But, but do you think that celebrities around town like 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 you know what like like when you hear about like uh south park like when they made their first cartoon like like george clooney got and he's handing it on to all no, his friends no 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 well there's no celebrities like, in people, i mean there's one people. sort of celebrity <laughs> in this I, i'm talking about like you know people in in production and yeah, well also considered that who framed roger rabbit had come out two years before and this is definitely trying to bite off the who friend Roger Rabbit Apple because the tune in Hollywood making Hollywood jokes making the laziest public so domain do you, sitcom LA jokes do you think that some executive so someone was like listen we need we need like no one like we should do something like Roger Rabbit for for TV like what could we do and then some guy was like oh I love this little comic of this dog I see all the time, Hollywood dog. Maybe that maybe we can get him as a thing. Yeah, like, it's an you know established I mean? like, property and it's cheap. And I bet I'll bet you this guy was pitching this show forever. Oh, you like think, oh so you think he's even something. involved in the show? Oh yeah, he's involved in the show. It's his character. Is he, he was alive. Is he No, but is he writing it? Um, I, let's see. I don't think he's, he's not a credited writer. The guys who wrote this, um, one of them was a writer for the Muppet show. Okay. And the other one is now the head writer on Fuller House. So okay. they're both making more money than we are. Yep. And yeah. It all started he with was, He dog. was a writer. He was the third writer on this. Oh boy. Do you think that, that those two are like, look. He's coming to the room today, the writer's room today. Just indulge him. A hundred percent. And then when he leaves, we'll rewrite this whole thing. <laughs> and then they didn't. <laughs> yeah. They just left it. Okay, so let me ask you. Who's the old or who's the uh the woman who runs the hotel? Who is that, she? That he that that uh Hollywood dog um lives in. Who is the actress that plays her? Uh that's Conchata Farrell, who is on Two and a Half Men. So she has way more money than we do. Okay. Well, I don't judge. I'm not judging. My, I'm not comparing my life in terms of money, but. I do. No, she looks, but I, she looks familiar to me. Oh, she's been in tons of stuff. And yeah. I mean, she's, she's the uh, fourth lead on Two and a Half Men. Okay. So you've seen her on ads for things. Right. That was the only person I recognized in this. Uh, same. She has a great except voice. For, yeah, except for Hank Azaria's voice, who is the... Right. Can we talk about the his, his uh, Hollywood dog's um, nemesis in this? We've, we're just about to get into that. We, we were okay, so full of ire <laughs> about everything else that... Uh, okay, so Hollywood dog's in his apartment... Again, it, we always say this, these pilots, the plot points are just barrel past you. So I'm sorry if it sounds mm -hmm. like I'm being too quick with this. This is how quick it is in the show. Hollywood Dog is in his apartment. He's on the phone. He has booked a concert to play at the apartment complex that he lives in. Mm -hmm. And the person who he has booked is dropping out. Mm -hmm. The landlord's son who hates Hollywood dog is listening at the door and he mm -hmm. hears <laughs> that the, the musician is dropping out. And so he knows that he won't be getting the month's rent. Hollywood dogs neighbor across the hallway <laughs> then comes up and startles the landlord's son. Um, so that's how we're introduced. The landlord's son then goes into the apartment to yell at Hollywood Dog, Hollywood Dog has flattened himself onto a picture of himself on the wall to hide from the sun. He unpeels himself and jumps out the fire escape into his convertible, which I'm now realizing I think is the same convertible they rented for the boyfriend at the beginning of the show. Okay. 
And yeah. then in a, a move that is sure to uh, uh, turn off the parents of the children who would be the only people wanting to watch this, <laughs> Hollywood Dog picks up two bras out of the car and he goes, a pair of twins, and he throws them <laughs> in the back seat of his car and speeds away. Cut to commercial. Okay, what, can we talk about... Uh, Hank Azaria's voice in this, like, uh, do, do, yep. like Hollywood Dog, like, is he just like, hey, man, it's Hollywood Dog? Like, how, how is he? What's his voice? Do his he's voice. He's a notch off of Mo from The Simpsons, cause he's okay. kind of doing this, but he's a yeah. little bit, a little younger version of Mo, which he said is a impression of Al Pacino from the seventies. Okay, so he's kind of doing that. Hank Azaria is a really, really talented voice yeah. actor because even though this is just a twinge off from his Mo voice, it's not mm-hmm. Mo. He's really talented at yeah. the, the voice acting challenge of taking a voice and being really consistent with it and having a personality for each thing. And this is this is what got him roles on The Simpsons, right? He had never done a voiceover until this yeah, and then who uh, his agent heard that they were casting for The Simpsons, and it was the only person she had who had just done a voiceover, so she recommended him. Yeah, and that's how he started The Simpsons. So it's a good thing that Hollywood Dog exists. Yeah, because he wouldn't be on the show, and it would be poorer for it. Right. Yeah, the the character who is um, playing the son of the hotel or the apartment owner is doing is like he kind of looks like in my mind he remi- he he kind of makes me think of Pee-wee Herman's nemesis in Francis. the movie. Yeah. Francis. He, he reminds me of Francis, not as big. Um he's a little he's Francis. Like this, he's a little meatloaf. Yeah, yeah. And he's real like New Yorky kind of like yeah. accent. Which I don't get. Like, okay, I understand we talked about this I think in the in the Shangri-La one. Why is it that someone who's always sneaky and low class, all of a the sudden they have a new like you get a New York voice if you have that personality, right? Yeah, <laughs> like they live in California. He he should be having the same voice as any of the people living in California. It's the laziest choice you can possibly make with this character. Yeah, but he's like, hey dog, hey Hollywood dog, dog where, you? hey dog, I hear you in there, doggy. I thought like when he was at the door, I was thinking like, oh, okay, I know what's going to happen. Like no one believes that this dog can talk, Mm -hmm. but he's, so he's trying to catch him out. Oh, that's interesting because yes. Okay. So that is a, another big problem with this show. Hollywood dog is an animated character. Why he does, he's, he's not a cartoon Mm. It's not like Who Framed Roger Rabbit where there's tunes that act in cartoons that we see as movies. He's just a cartoon dog. There's no other cartoons living among humans that we see in this show. Right. And nobody reacts to it other than the person who is new in town. So and they don't act like he's a real dog that talks, or they don't act like 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 he even meant he even says like when he first meets the 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 hero character, like he, the hero character is looking at him like this is strange. He goes, "What do I look a little animated to you?" Yeah, and he like just so like everyone knows that he's actually a cartoon and that he's a dog. Yes, like there's and and no one is amazed by it. At the most, they're like, "Huh, what do you know?" But there's nothing about him that's <laughs> like a dog. Much like Puchinski. The only time that he is like a dog is when it's uh, a possibility for a lazy joke. Like, oh, do I have <laughs> yeah, kibble the, in my yeah. teeth? Like, that's about the the, the max that he's a, a, a dog. And yeah, also, exactly. Hollywood Dog is predates the genie in dog that, like, does celebrity impressions and his head turns into whatever he's talking about. Like, if he's talking about a barbecue, his head turns into fire. Yeah, right. It's really it, annoying. It, it like it ashes <laughs> it ashes away, like his head disappears. Yeah, it would be it burns off. If this was an endearing character, it would be like cool, but he's so obnoxious. And 
I feel like that's one of those things where they created these. Um, this is the Roger Rabbit syndrome, right? Like where they created things for him to do and say so that they could create a prop that moves uh, because of the dog, right? Like like when his mm-hmm. head burns, like you see a cartoon fire, but then you see real smoke yeah. coming from it. Yes. Or like he's always running around things and then a tree is moving. Right. Like I feel like they're setting him up for these things so they can be like, look at this movie magic. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate the fact I, – I thought that all the interaction with the human world was going to be way lazier than it was in No, here. it works. It works it, in this. It works. The guy who directed this, whose name is – pardon me. Let me back up here. I'd hate to not give him a shout-out. William Deere, uh, who wrote, produced, and directed Harry and the Hendersons and directed mm. Angels in the Outfield. So he's had a career, and he knows what he's And he has more doing. money than you and I. <laughs> and he has more money in the bank than me. I mean, to be fair, uh, Jesse, the MTV VJ, might have more money than I did. Jesse Camp? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. I saw footage of Wait, Jesse is, Camp lately, and he, I don't think is he's- Is he still alive? He, uh, okay. Yeah. He's a, he's, I mean, he is a methadone addict. <laughs> Yeah, I know, yeah. I know, he's in trouble. That that was yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was my joke, but I just oh, real remember funny. he was a lot. Wow, real I funny. Remember, I Jeremy Mark that alive, time. So I, <laughs> I couldn't remember if he was alive, so I so I couldn't commit fully to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're back from commercial. The last commercial played, which was for uh, cops in Vegas. <laughs> Oh gosh! One of my least favorite shows of all time, Cops. Yeah. Uh, oh boy! And if you think cops went crazy in other places, you should see them smashing apart people's windows oh in gosh, uh, Vegas. They're going nuts in this. <laughs> like they're showing footage. Like we're supposed to be like, oh my gosh, these freaking criminals. But I'm like, oh my gosh, these freaking cops. <laughs> I'm like the cops are the criminals in this. <laughs> um. Okay. We go back. The sister. The sister. The woman who lives across the hall from Hollywood Dog is painting a mural uh, on the wall of the apartment along with her little brother. Apparently, she just lives with her little brother in this apartment. Uh, She looks like she's in her mid-20s and her little brother is, excuse me, what, 11, would you say? (laughs) Yeah. And he's a horrible little kid actor. I Terrible, terrible kid (laughs) actor. Um, and also, the little brother, ha- his only game is something we've also seen on a lot of other pilots, which is the child who really wants to get their sibling laid. Like, he's <laughs> constantly trying to get his sister to have sex with uh, the protagonist. Yeah. Okay. Son. Slow of- down, you two. <laughs> Son of the landlord. Tells the landlord, the dog isn't going to have the rent. The landlord goes, I'm going to have to throw him out. The little kid goes, oh, no, you have to throw the dog out. This is the first time that somebody says the name of Hollywood dog because the woman says, I like Hollywood dog as much as the next person or something like that. And that's when I went, this character's name is Hollywood dog. (laughs) I thought it was the name of the show. When they when the kid says something like when the kid says that, like, that's where I that's where I realized, oh, Every, everyone just accepts this premise. But There's he refers no to him mystery as the, around the dog. Right. Yes, 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 yes. And That's that, where I realized it. That's right. where I realized it. So you thought it, they would, everyone would just assume it was a, a dog that paid rent in an apartment, but could well, not I, talk. No, I thought that they thought that there was a human there and the dog was pretending to have an owner. Oh, that's... But he was the one making all the moves. That's so much more logical and interesting than this show. I know. I know. I was so bummed when the kid's just like, oh, man, I'm going to miss Hollywood Dog. I was like, I just typed in my notes. Oh, my God, this is insane. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, what? This, there's no way that this is a freaking show. Yeah. And again, Hollywood Dog. <laughs> you know how in Family Guy, Peter Griffin isn't named Family Guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Family Guy Griffin. Okay. 
Hollywood dog. He's trying to figure out how to get some money, and he sees uh, 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 Modine. Bodine. Yes, Bodine, Bodine. <laughs> Getting off of his bus, Hollywood dog yells, you just, something like, you just won the recently moved to L.A. sweepstakes, and everyone on the bus with him starts clapping. <laughs> This is one of the only times we see black people on this show, by the way. (laughs) It's getting (laughs) off the bus. (laughs) Everyone is like, everyone, it's like, it's like Hollywood dog is like the most famous person in the world. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, is, is this also a good time to say, I wonder if, you know, the Poochie episode from the Simpsons, one of the greatest Simpsons episodes of all time. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, I wonder if, Poochie partially came out of Azaria talking about Hollywood Dog because Hollywood Dog acts like Poochie and everyone responds to Hollywood Dog like he is Poochie. I wonder about that. But don't you think he would that that would already be part of the lore? Don't you think he would have said something already about that? I don't know. I mean, he might have and just yeah. wasn't online somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> or he didn't want to kick Hollywood Dog, <laughs> a nobody. <laughs> <laughs> or one guy dies. Or one of the writers saw Hollywood Dog and went, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> he was at the Museum of Television or whatever, the Paley Center. <laughs> I'm sure this tape. I mean, this George Clooney may not have been having people watch this at parties, but I bet you the tape of this went around to different people in LA as "Can you believe this exists?" type of thing. Because the yeah. show has a budget. Uh, this must have been expensive, right? I don't know. I mean, what do you have? To, you have to, so you're filming it live action. Yeah. You're creating all the props. You're creating all the movement. And then you're animating the dog. So, yeah. And you have to figure yeah. out. I mean, it's, it's all, it has to be single camera because you have to figure out the shots and pre-plan everything to right. where the dog's going to be. And it's, I mean, it's Ugh. not, there's no computer animation then. It's all cell rotoscope stuff. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of money. <laughs> Even though they definitely had to like cut corners in other places, it's not like the animation looks bad. Which is, by re- the way, now you know why this even aired. Oh, yeah. It wasn't just canned. It's it's money. Yeah. I mean, right, you even see like the reflection so of him in, in, the, in the floor. You see the cartoons like reflection shining in the marble floor. Yeah, right. There's a lot of yeah, detail. There, there's, there's no one who thought when they when they scheduled this, there was no one who thought, oh, yeah, this is going to be a hit. They just thought, oh, my gosh, we spent so much money on this. Throw this on Saturday, on Sunday night. Yes. Throw it on. Sunday night, uh, always or whatever night. night. Oh, okay. I don't yeah. know what night it was, actually. Yeah. Whatever night. Uh, let's see. What's the date? It was July 25th, 1990. So he picks up uh, Bodine, who remarks on the fact that he is a animated character he says he wants to be a singer. Uh, also, if Hollywood Dog is obnoxious and conniving and too much, the actor who plays Bodine, who I guess was a stand-up comic, he is bad. Oh, god! He's a so bad, bad, unlikable actor, and it really makes you appreciate people, uh, the invisible art of being likable on camera, like a, a Tom Hanks, just kind of that effortless charm and uh he's like a really really like like his style camp kind of style like um like interesting comparison in what way in 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 that um i'm trying to think of a better he doesn't look like him. uh, he doesn't have long hair he doesn't look like him but i mean like in that style of person like or like a um like that like i feel like that's the kind of music he would he would have made Hmm. I mean, Amer- we hear the Americana. Kind of music he makes. Sure. I mean, he. I guess they wanted him because he looked all American, but he kind of just he looks eighties boring. He's just he's a boring, yeah. boring actor. He looks like a guy from Nebraska who just moved to L.A. Yeah, I guess. If I mean, yeah. So it works. A guy. By the way, this aired on a Wednesday. He looks <laughs> so- like he looks like every generic headshot of an actor. How about that? Yeah. Sure. Uh, John Cougar's not the right name. I'm trying to think of like, um, 
the, that very specific, like, I guess it would be more like um, a Marshall Crenshaw or something like that. Like a very much like a rockabilly, but like very, wow, very. You're giving just, him way too much personality. <laughs> I would say he looks like Ryan Reynolds with no edges. Like a smooth okay. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> okay. We are not even 10 minutes into this episode in terms of describing it. It feels like we are because there's so much that happens. He goes, this is, this is where I'm talking about. Like there's, they try to do too much and I could see how maybe on the page it was going to read as kooky and like David Lynchy and clever, but it just is embarrassing looking because they walk into the apartment and there's stuff from the 50s and there's stuff from the 80s and the architecture is from the 40s. And there is a jazz drummer constantly drumming in the corner who's just like, yeah. it's it's the gag where you walk in and you hear music. And then it's, you know, it's like in Birdman, you turn the camera and you see there's actually a drummer in the uh, <laughs> property itself. Yeah, it's and also um, in... Um in, in, in the in, in his room, it's revealed in Hollywood Dog's room. It's revealed that he is like a million years old or something. Like he's like <laughs> been with every celebrity of all time or something. Yeah, he's an immortal. <laughs> and that's what it feels like. Uh, he's like got pictures of himself with every celebrity from every age. Hey, I would love to talk about this, but we're jumping ahead. <laughs> I want to talk about okay, the identical twins, the the homely redheaded twins. Oh, that live, I forgot, uh, and don't exist I, this, for any reason. There's this is such a nothing show to me that I, all of it, like every part, like you could tell me about a scene and I would think it is at any time in this show. <laughs> That's true because one thing kind of barely leads to another. I was obsessed with all these choices because knowing that. They came up with it, and then somebody was tasked to make this all happen. And just like the <laughs> series of decisions to put this on the screen. Um, I mean, what I will skim over is <sighs> Hollywood Dog is, hey, he's he's a real fast talker, and he's always making up excuses. So he says that this Bodine guy is actually the musician that he was booking to play in the apartment that night. What was his name? Like Dave Rock or something? The musician's name, uh, it's something like... Something, Dave Rock or something Yeah, like that, something Rocka or I, I don't know. It wasn't a pun. It wasn't a play on anything. Well, uh, I thought it was just like rock and roll music. Yes, but the guy's name wasn't uh, 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 Hick Lager or something. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Hollywood dog tells the woman who owns the <laughs> place, this is him. He's going to play, but don't get too close to him because his ex fiance burned the apartment down that he lived in, et cetera, et cetera. You know, Hollywood dog is a liar and he's a manipulator. And that's why, uh, little kids love him so much. Why he's <laughs> yeah. a great protagonist for this show. Uh, I know. Is the kid like we're supposed to be rooting for Hollywood Dog? Definitely, we're supposed to and, love this this stinker. And I'm not at at any point Mm-mm. in this. No, he's terrible. <laughs> so he gets the guy, and he gets Bodine to play this guy, and he has him. He's got. I want you to sing your songs that you wrote, and then he does, and they're at the show, and he's a horrible singer. You're talking about at the end, yes. Oh, this is at the very end. <laughs> I was like, no. that's what I told you. Like, I, I don't like all of this runs together as as happening in one parallel time universe. <laughs> There's that whole business. It's such a strange thing to focus on because, well, first of all, this dud of a lead has to make goo goo eyes at the woman across the hall so they can oh, meet that's cute, right. and her brother is very hot to have them bone. Yeah. Then Hollywood dog takes Bodine's money and his guitar. Oh yeah, I forgot. To get for Hollywood Dog to get Hollywood Dog's 
cartoon guitar out of Hawk, and also he buys Bodine a new, better guitar so he can play the show that night. Uh... That, but of like, course, the I do Bodine not remember him leaving to get the guitar at all. <laughs> it's so uninteresting <laughs> on a visual level and on a story level. But you have to have a reason for Bodine to get mad at Hollywood yeah. Dog because Hollywood Dog stole okay. my money. Yeah. Okay. But finally, oh no, there's more. <laughs> I remember how we got here because I'm like, what? How? Why did Bodine pretend to be blind? The oh, yeah. son of the person who runs the hotel is listening in on Bodine and Hollywood Dog, and he hears Hollywood Dog say, you're not the person who they think you are downstairs. The son comes in. He says, Hollywood Dog, great. I have a reason to kick you out now. Hollywood Dog says, you don't understand. I got a new performer, like, blind willy lame legs or whatever he says his name is but the point is is that he's blind and the son says i don't believe you hollywood dog i'm gonna kick you out bodine sees the guitar hollywood dog has bought him and is so touched by this that he puts sunglasses on and comes out of the room pretends to be blind and has a, a very fun, not at all racially uh, tinged voice where he is acting like a blues musician so then the son goes, oh, you do have a performer. Great. Then they go downstairs and Bodine says, I'm not going to play that guy anymore. I'm going on stage as me. There are so many levels to this scam that are not interesting and don't pay off. But the point is, at the end of all this, Bodine goes on stage and he sucks. He's a bad He's singer. Horrible. He's a bad guitar player. So then Hollywood Dog jumps up and Johnny B. Goods it, and he's an electric <laughs> guitar player, and he does a duet of this terrible song, and the crowd goes nuts for Hollywood Dog because Hollywood Dog, even though he doesn't have any money and he's always falling apart, is really talented and good at everything <laughs> at the same time. This makes, and I'm wondering, is part of this? I'm sure there's a lot of network notes because this clearly cost money and they they weren't going to take any chances. But also, was the guy who drew Hollywood Dog, did he insist you cannot, this dog can never look bad or he can never be like bad at things? He needs to be super cool all the time. I, I don't know. You're right that it's like, why didn't he just play the show? Why didn't Hollywood Dog just play the show? Everyone loves Hollywood Dog. He can make tons of money as a rock star. Did you happen to see a picture of the guy who drew Hollywood Dog? I did. Doesn't he look like um, a survivalist <laughs> or something? He looks like when David Cross plays a cool character on Mr. Show. Like he has a gray goatee soul patch, one of those curled up pork pie hats yeah, okay, and thick fifties okay, glasses all the time. He looks like a daddy-o, like an okay. LA daddy-o. Uh, so I could see I think, that style of person insisting on Hollywood dog being I super think I'm, cool. I saw a different era of him than the picture I saw. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So, Hollywood Dog has saved the day, I guess, because the crowd likes the concert. Although if the crowd has paid for a concert, the place is going to get money regardless. If you book a show and it sells out, it doesn't matter if the show sucks. <laughs> People aren't going to go like, oh, well, I guess I have to give you your money back because the band wasn't any good. Yeah, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't come back to that venue, would you? Uh, yeah, probably because the venue is not the band. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. I guess. I mean, I, yeah, I guess. I, I mean, can I don't see know why teenagers... anyone showed up, anyways. <laughs> right for this <laughs> to begin unknown with. person who yeah. Hollywood Dog made up. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't uh, there a big sign outside the, his window, like yes. advertising the show? Yes, okay. that the sun throws away. 
Um, oh, that's right. So the last thing is uh, Hank Azaria is in the show. Yes. And he walks up, and I could not tell if this was a person he's supposed to be lying or this was real. He said, I'm Hollywood Dog's representative. And I went, wait, Hollywood Dog is also <laughs> represented by a human? No. he No, he is totally trying to scam. Okay. Because that's why she laughs in his face. Are you sure? Yes, because he okay. says, I'm supposed to get paid up front or something. But she's just okay. So it's not, it's her not buying it because that's not real. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. That's, that's my take on this, which is also another stupid gag. Okay. So the last thing we have is, I guess, um, a peek at what the future adventures of Hollywood dog would have been, which was, he's going to get Bodine a job as a cabana boy because babes go for guys with a dog. Um, again, everyone wants to see this guy bang somebody. <laughs> They're desperate what? to see this guy. Wait, what's a cabana boy? Oh, a cabana boy is like a guy by the pool, but in LA, it kind of like has a sort of male prostitute bent to it. Like the okay, boy who so- will rub a suntan lotion on your back and that sort of thing. So again, Instead of becoming a rock star with his amazing guitar skills and knowing every celebrity, he decides to pimp out this guy. That's going to be how he makes his money. Yes. Yes. And then he he says, of course, Hollywood Dog's catchphrase, I like that. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. This show sucks. But I think you should – I think anybody who is interested in crazy TV – needs to watch it because this is somehow representative of 1990s television while also looking like nothing else that was on 90s television. Look, if you can stomach listening to this episode, then you can stomach watching this show. (laughs) I can't disagree with that in general. I think that's the rule for every episode we do. Yeah. Um, Can I say one thing that I did think worked well was that um, this YouTube account also has all the commercials during the show. Love and it. at the end, uh, in addition to showing the classic late eighties minute made can, which looked great. Mm-hmm. I love any food product that has a black background. It just oh, me too. looks so cool and they don't do it anymore. I don't know why. Um, they show a ad for Wendy's when Jetsons, the movie was going to show, on theaters before they realized, oh, wait, nobody cares about the Jetsons. <laughs> but it shows Dave Thomas. And did anyone pull off uh, just like dad as a spokesperson better than Dave Thomas? Just like no acting skill, but it seems endearing and it doesn't seem like he was a monster who insisted on doing his own ads. No, I loved him. I loved him in all these ads. Everyone loved him. But you know what I mean? Like car commercials are famous for this. Like the car uh, dealer insists on doing the ads or he wants his daughter to (laughs) to do the ads. And they're just a a snore on camera. Dave Thomas shouldn't work, but he he works. He works great. Yeah, I think uh, Wendy's was lucky to have him. (laughs) Especially, yeah, to start the restaurant. To be a spokesperson. I don't know if I've ever seen. I don't know if I've ever seen a picture of Dave Thomas Young. Mm, no, like as a young, svelte, hot man. Don't I don't want. Don't even. Dave Thomas appeared on Earth, grandfather form. form. Yeah, and by the way, he's also he's advertising the Super Bar, which is a, which is such, which is near and dear to my heart. Jeremy, such a, a. a big miss. Did you ever, were you too young for super bar at Wendy's? Is that like the salad bar thing that they had? Yeah. But they had like macaroni and cheese and they had it. Super bar was a salad bar. And also it had a Mexican wing yes. on the bar where there was like <laughs> ground beef and nacho cheese and warm yeah. tortillas. And you could put the salad uh-huh. stuff on your taco. Um, chocolate mousse. I do yes. vaguely remember this. Um, yep. 
I mean, it, I can't imagine how unsanitary Super Bar must have been. Oh. Uh, well, I mean, any bar, right? I agree, but somehow in the middle of a quick service, like quick service, a fast food restaurant <laughs> like that, <laughs> it seems like it would be even more just kind of like health casual. I mean, c- can you imagine if it was still around today, it would have been another COVID casualty? I don't like to think about it. Although Golden <laughs> Golden Corral just popped up on my feed, it's back. You know, I, whenever I, whenever I'm with my family, I always say, you know, if my mom were still around mm. and if Superbar was still around, they both would have been COVID casualties. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask you something? And this is kind of food related. When uh-huh. when Hollywood Dog rips off Bodine's shirt in front of the girl, yeah, what did you think of those nipples? <laughs> are you what you think they're very pepperoni ish? <laughs> You're you said exactly what I thought. They're I did, big. I, I don't big remember. And brown. I don't remember. Oh, they're really big. Big areolas on that guy. <laughs> big big brown nipples. Yes. <laughs> And very, very centered. Like he, you know, the guy who works out and the more, the more you work out your chest, the closer together your nipples get. (laughs) So they're very exact. Like they're really, uh, you know how when, um, when they make Disney characters, they make sure the eyes fall in just the right area. It's like that. (laughs) Four sets of eyes looking at me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, um, sounds like you dreamed about those nipples. (laughs) Well, no, I was watching the show and I closed my eyes and I realized I could still see them. Yeah. And then I turned off my TV and they had burned into the screen. Yeah, you still have one of those like where you have the, the projector screens where you have to roll out the thing and it shines a, a red, green, and blue yeah, light Yeah, I have onto the red, the green, thing. blue lights. <laughs> you have to fold it open and it's like there's just brown nipples like burned into the white screen. Yeah, so I have to get a new TV. Um, so yeah, I've been saying that. If you want to help me get a new TV, make sure that we get sent all of our ratings bucks. So mm-hmm. go on to whatever streaming device you listen to and rate, review, and subscribe to our show. It helps. Yes. Only five-star reviews, please. And that makes sure I get mm-hmm. at least 50 ratings bucks in my uh, bank account. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you so much for joining us today. This was a uh, genuine pleasure to talk about this horrible show. <laughs> And so with that, everyone, bye. Bye.